This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. Facebook could be fined $5 billion. We about to be rich. Man. <laughs> You're not kidding yeah. me. LGBT discrimination heading to the Supreme Court. Oh, yes. they're going to hear it? Supreme Court. And we got a trans politician in Iowa. He's going from Republican uh, to Democrat. How do you What's know? Up? And would you abort your gay son? Uh-oh. We'll get to that. We got, even, the, the, just, we got You just look at me like that. That's good. We got director Tim Mahaney coming on. Yes. He did a great, uh, he's got a great project called Patterns of Evidence. Excited to have him on. And we're going to discuss the Democratic race, uh, Castro Burrito 2020. <laughs> We're, we're working on the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're working on the Castro name. Castro Salad 2020? Castro something. Uh, it has to do with something with donkeys yep. and Hunger Games. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Castro or, or Survivor. Or Jazz Act 2020. This is a family no. show. Okay, okay, so listen, That's this, was, this is what you can do right now. Yep. Right now, Tell if you're them. watching on Facebook or even if you're podcasting, go ahead and send us an email. Crosspolitik at gmail.com. Do what Gabe yeah. said. And if, and if you're watching live right now, go yep. ahead and sit in the, in the little comment thingy. Go ahead and tell us There's a nickname, the title. Nicknames for donkeys. Eeyore? Burrito? <laughs> burrito? <laughs> yes. Castro Burrito? Yes. That seems so racist. 2020. Poncho? Mm. Poncho? No? No? Mm. What? Pedro? Man. <laughs> This, just, who, what website is this? I don't know. Hee haw. Yep, there you go. Hee haw. Can, can you get us a sound effect? We need a sound effect for that. <laughs> That's a horseman. I can do a horseman. That is good, man. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, Burrow. I, mm, I want to see what everybody else is writing. I want to know what everybody okay. else is writing right now. Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, Donkey Kong Games. Uh, Donkey Kong yeah. Games. So we're going to cover. What was the one that Cooper laughed at? I don't know. Castro gumbo. Castro 2020. Castro, can you have a Castro salad? <laughs> For the vegans? For all the vegans, Castro salad. But here's the thing. What are they trying to do? They're trying to make communism edible. That's right. Oh. And it's not. Yes. Right? They're trying to make oh. it palatable to Americans. So Castro sh- poop. You don't want that. <laughs> 2020. Cast- hey, Cast- this is a family. Sh- I, said I said Jack. I said poop. Ca- Castro burrito. Mm-hmm. Trying to wrap that thing mm-hmm. up. Put some cheese on there. Put some. Federal funding on there. Darwinism. Free lunches on there. Trans burrito. Hey, I'm going to give you a bigger federal refund. Mm. Right there. I'm going right. to give you a burger and call it a burrito. Trans burger Can, 2020. Mm. Put Tra- a little black face in there. <laughs> Ooh. Castro. Cooper, Cooper's like, Cooper. this, is, this is getting bad. Oh, Castro oh. black face burrito. 2020. Man. Coming up third segment. Okay. All right. So, Facebook is is expecting up to a five billion dollar fine um, from the FTC commission. Okay, for all the uh, data breaches from this past year. What actually that, happened? So Facebook's had a number of data breaches these past this past year. They also had. Do you know if they got my data? Uh, I, I I I mean I assume I know large I a large portion of California was affected, but I'm not in California. Did you ever get a message from Facebook saying, "Hey, your data might have been affected"? Please, I don't read Ooh. emails from Facebook, and it would have come through your Facebook account. Oh, yeah. So did you, did you get that message? I, um, I didn't. No, I don't think so, I. Did. I don't think so. I can't remember. God, gun it. Wait, wait. There's if something. I if I got the message, does that mean I get money from Facebook? Well, that's I might have got the message. That's the thing that bothers me about this is the FTC is which going is, to which is the Federal Federal Trade, Trade Commission. Commission. And they're a really silly regulation organization. Um, I was on the phone with a a client um, about a month ago. is a for profit college, and I was talking to them about their marketing. And I said, "Man, you guys should do this and release this commercial." And you know, and they said, "That's a great idea." But the problem is, the FTC commission will come after us um, if we do a marketing video like this. And and then Why? I Why? I said, "Well, because what they were doing is they're going to highlight." one of their students who was a president of an organization and basically say, Hey, this student graduated from our college and this is what they're doing now. If really you cool. come to this school, you might be a president too right. of another organization. And that's what they, so they, they said. They said that was what the FTC would say is like, we would basically be saying that we're guaranteeing anybody who comes to our school can become president of, or CEO of, or vice president Why? of, so you, they can't they can't have a selling point to their company. Is so that what's going on? Public colleges can do this, like University of Idaho could do this, but for profit colleges can't because they'll be. Well, isn't it the assuming, other way around? Yeah, I know, I know. Why? Because that's how the Federal Trade Commission treats for profit colleges. But what's the They're, argument? The argument is 
well, what Federal Trade Commission is saying, you're misleading your audience. But why can a public university do it and a private uh, for-profit can't? Yeah, that's the question. Because one belonged to Massa and one don't. Yeah. So how well, the problem up? is they're still taking Massa's money. So the part, the private, ah. the public, co- the for-profit college still taking. Um, so they're all the ma- money. they're all the masses. Yeah. Oh wow! So masses is just saying he got a favorite kid. But, well, you know, because because <laughs> he don't like redheads. He don't like <laughs> because profits are evil. Oh, because right. you know what? Oh, so the government doesn't oh, get any profits. Yeah. It's penalizing profit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyways, so back to the FTC where commission. Where did they get five billion? Is well because of all the data breaches. The, there have been pretty massive data breaches in this last year, and even the last five years on Facebook. Um, but particularly this year, apparently they're going to get potentially fined up to five billion dollars. And and I want to know um, why does the Federal Trade Commission get the money? Well, well do restitu- they? In biblical economy, there's restitution there. Do we know that's what's going to happen? That it'll go to the FTC. Well, we know we we know that. I won't get any of it. Yeah, well, that's you th- won't get any of it. Right? Yeah, you know. well, that's the thing is. Well, number one is, um, I we need to I need to understand a little bit more clearly what the nature of the crime was. So I, what it seems like is that Facebook had a company. I think it's Cambridge Analytica. Okay, so that was that was two years. That ago. That was that was yeah or three years ago. That so that's that's not under falling under this fine, right? But this is how the this is yeah. what the breaches were. Yep. You know, this yeah, it's, it's it's not, you're this saying is how an, it got started. This, this is an example this. of what the breaches. This is their yeah. first. Wasn't yeah. this their first charge against them? Was on this one, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. this this is not the. the okay. So what happened Cambridge was Analytics. they were had access to Facebook, yep. okay. um, and they mined people's private information, unbeknownst to Facebook. So it said, um, okay. and then uh, something between like fifty to eighty-seven million people. Context. And what they do with that material? What do they, they do with that information? From what, I, from what it seems like is that they sold the information to political pundits or political um, candidates, mm-hmm. um, something Ted Cruz, so that they can target particular people based on their uh, income, de- fundraising, very detailed data. Right. So how Facebook operates right now in, in their data is they kind of summarize data points. Right. Right. But Cambridge was able to get into. Toby, white male, Moscow, Idaho, loves church. You know, yeah. that, I mean, how much, detailed, is, how much money you're making? Trying to find people that would be the prime targets mm-hmm. yeah. for the for Ted for Cruz, Ted Cruz or Ted whatever. Cruz, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so what crime was committed against me? Mm. Um, you know, I think the crime was that you made a you made a covenant with Facebook. Okay. You, you you and Facebook right. were under so, covenant. Right. I, when you signed up. I agreed to their user agreement. Yeah. Yep. and they promised not to give my private information to another company. Uh. Certain at some level, of, a certain, certain type, type of, of yeah, private right. information at some and, company. So at, at least to protect it or to let you know if they right. were going to do so. Okay. Right. So, um, but then what, what harm? So, so they broke their contract. Yeah. That, that's clear. Yeah. Um, in biblical law. So this is the thing is we need to go, we need to get back to like the what Bible. Does the, what does the, Bible say, does the Bible say? What kind of crime is that? So they, they broke their contract. Yep. Yeah. Um, when you break a contract, um, you have to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this put, is close to theft. Put right. But what, so what do they need to put right? This is negligent. So I think I, if I'm looking at this, I think this is a form of negligence. Okay. So I think that something was uh, not protected that was given, so th- which is your your name, they, your identity, they your promised, location. They promised a certain fence. Right. And they and, and the fence got broken into. Right. And, and, and that they didn't necessarily, yeah, they got broken into and they some of your cattle got out. Okay. <laughs> but but then data cattle. Data cattle. Data cattle. <laughs> yeah. So then in, in biblical law, so you go to Exodus 22, it would be one of the classic places you go sure. to in terms of understanding theft, uh damage, uh, okay. accidental damage, incur in, in um uh, intentional damage yeah. to, to property and and the in the biblical pattern is um restitution. Yeah, I think so absolutely. Put put it back. Yeah. And they don't owe us any money. If it was yeah, that's right. Unless you can prove in some way that this breach caused you financial harm. Right. In some instances, um it would be a 20% restitution. Yeah. Um in some instances it's a four double. Fold. Yeah. And sometimes it's a three or four fold. Well, yeah, yeah, it depends on if you get busted in some senses or if you come out and right. you, you honestly or, say this or it depends on if you took away their livelihood and then maybe you made a bunch yeah. on it. If it was intentional. But in this case, I'm trying to figure out what harm. Let's say they did it to me. Yeah. What harm did they do to me? So there isn't necessarily any monetary harm that could be done. I still feel like that what they need to do is if they need to keep their word to you. Right. And make sure that any of that information that got out, they need to fix the gate. Right. So put the gate back up. Put the gate back up. Grab all the cattle, whatever your information. And get the data back. So whatever the company that has your data, they need to take their funds, go gather that data back and secure it and and say, hey, we're sorry this happened. It was just a form of... I look at this again as negligent 
um, yeah. and and not honoring the contract between each other. But there isn't any sort of monetary. Right, I don't know what they would owe me they, precisely. Yeah, right. They don't uh, owe you anything but other, an apology and uh, name. Other fixed. than yeah, than recognizing <laughs> it, um, then getting the data back, right. scrubbing those servers. But what if they the made a bunch up. of money off that negligence? Who? Facebook. But they didn't. Which they did. They, they sold the data to Cambridge Analytics. Or they didn't. I don't know if it was sold. That's part I couldn't understand. If it was sold or if Cambridge mm. came through and through their back okay, well, doors let's say, did let's say, let's say, what if they made a bunch of money off it? Yeah. They profited they, they off They made their, money off of your name? Off of breaking contract with me. Yeah. I think in that kind of situation, if, if that could be proven. Yeah. Then, then you might distribute it. It, it seems to yeah. me that, yeah, some portion of those profits ought to be but distributed it, to those who were. It depends on the contract that you signed up for with Facebook. That's true. The contract yeah. that you're under with Facebook right now is you're there for free. And it's possible that they will sell certain yeah. parts of your information to people. That's already agreed yeah, to. Yeah, but even if, even if, so we, uh, even cross politic, we've entered in agreements where it's exchanged for goods and services. Sure. Um, or where we're just providing our logo to a merch store or something like that. But if, and 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 in and in Exodus twenty two, here's the thing: no is, cash is the Bible actually has wisdom for this. And if Christi- we only practice, and it. Christians have have neglected the word of God for so long that we don't even know this. But in Exodus twenty two, it actually says that, for example, if you rent something from someone, yeah, yep, yeah. and, and it break. breaks mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. when you're, it's being rented, it says you don't owe them anything right. because the damage was covered in the rent. That's right. right. You pay, but for if it. you borrow it, but if you borrow it, yeah. Then you replace it. Yeah. You know, part of my problem with this, though, is that I feel like with the Federal Trade Commission, I, who I, I look in this case as being a referee. If I look at this kind of let's, let's say this, is I don't basketball. think they should exist. First, I just this, I think about this as a basketball analogy. So okay, just the okay. context of this. Okay. If they're a referee, that's how you got Gabe to go along. If they're a referee, the way that this is set up, the way they're the unbiblical laws that we have now are set up. We put the referee we give them a place on the scoreboard mm-hmm. so that, like you were saying earlier, if there was some real harm done, there's something that, that you lost that they owe you, what the Federal Trade Commission does is say, you're right, now pay us 3 to $5 million. Right. It's, yeah. So it's, it, like, it's like you getting fouled, a technical foul against you, and the Federal Trade Commission goes up and say, all right, we're going to shoot two points. And they shoot two points and they yeah. score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and so right. it creates a situation where the offender and the referee have a partnership right. and they make money against you. Which is terrible. That yeah, is it's, wicked. It's wicked, yeah. Which <laughs> is, all of this for is, by the way, a great test case for whether we should trust anyone with the idea of reparations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they can't manage it. We, we can't yeah. even figure out uh-huh. how to how to find that's, Facebook. And we don't even right. know what justice is with, with that kind of situation. How would we ever be able to begin to untangle what happened yep. with slavery? Yep. Well, uh, just just right. scoot it back to what, 150 years ago. Forget how I mean, Facebook is massive. So that's, uh, I can see that being missed. Right. But even on the smaller levels of just thieves yep. and stealing, yep. well, they don't have to pay back restitution to you. They have to pay back to the state. Right. It's the state yep. versus the thief. It's the state versus the criminal. Yeah. It's not, Right. You versus a criminal. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem. Is, is right. you're paying, the biblical ba- um, standard is you put it back. Right. You pay back who you actually harmed, yeah. or you put back whatever you broke, not that you pay the referee. Right. Um, right. That's right. Speaking of referees, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court uh, hearing this LGBTQ yeah. discrimination cases. But before we get to that, Tenacore is an American design, development, and manufacturing company focused on creating concealment products built for everyday use. Yes, they do. Do you have one? I do. Ten- I got two. Ten- oh. I don't have one. Well, you need it. Tenacore designs uncompromising products that work. Their design is like the Velo appendix carry holster. Our purpose, um, our purpose built to keep your gun hidden and optimize performance. If that you believe in protecting the people you care about. And practical everyday carry, then Tenacore products are built for you. Tenacore supports reliable guns trusted by professionals, including Glock, Sig Arms, and Smith & Wesson. Uh, Go to Tenacore.com slash discount slash cross-politic or Mm -hmm. use the code cross-politic for a 10% off. And and Father's Day Day is coming up in June. Yeah. And, and there's a patch. It's it's an exclusive cross politic yep. mm-hmm. patch that you get if you buy a holster from mm-hmm. Tenacore. It's the only place you can get it yep. in right. the world. Yep. That's right. We don't even we have the couple in the studio. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have my so I have my tablet patch. That's up. right. So yeah. the Supreme Court uh, actually is going to be hearing a, a couple cases. There's three cases on the LGBT discrimination 
protection for employees. Mm. So they're basic. Great. Right? So we've talked great. about we've talked about the Equality Act. <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, what could go wrong? <laughs> so we talked about the Equality Act a couple, yeah. uh, maybe a month ago, yeah, yeah. where uh, a couple senators, I think it's Cory Booker. No, it's, ho- it's House. And, right? Is it the House? It's the House. The House is pushing it. That's yeah. right. Nancy Pelosi is pushing the Equality Act, which is trying to we update. Just blame, we blame the, Cory Booker for everything. Yeah, exactly. We're trying yeah. to update the 1964 legislation, civil rights legislation. That's right. But this case is actually challenging the current 1964 legislation to be able to allow for transgendered. Um, well, they're going to beat this it, to the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This, yeah, yep. So it's not it, they're not challenging the civil rights legislation, no. but they're asking uh, whether the many. civil rights legislation already right. includes mm-hmm. transgenders and homosexuals mm-hmm. That's um, right. and whether they can appeal to that, in which case the civil the, the Equality Act wouldn't even be necessary. Right. Yep. Exactly. They, they would yeah. say we already got it. Um, and, and here's the thing. In terms of modern Supreme Court exegesis of the constitutional law, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, there's not really we're in bad shape, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I mean, they, the Supreme Court justices have been reading into the Constitution and constitutional law for decades now, right? Saying that um, even what was not intended in the original by the original framers of the Constitution mm-hmm. can now be read into it. I mean, this is how we got a homosexual. Mirage. This is how we yep. got sodomite yep. marriage. Right. Was them saying, mm-hmm. well, they didn't they didn't anticipate this, but um the 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 right to pursue happiness yeah. for all men yeah. uh and women includes the right of marriage, therefore you can't be denied to homosexuals. It's right. amazing it's amazing that they can see that, but they can't see the the right to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But babies do not have babies. a right. How do you see that? Okay, well, wait. We, we'll talk about this more in the third segment. Have you figured out a name yet for this Democratic race party? Mm. The Castro the Burger? Pink, Pinko Burrito. Okay. When we 2020. Come back. <laughs> Pinko Burrito 2020. Tim Mahoney, when we come back on Cross Politics. Hi, I'm Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show on The Daily Wire. I'm going to be speaking up in the chimney of northern Idaho this summer at Called Conference, which runs from July 15th through the 19th. I'll be giving my testimony, which is Christianese for the story of my conversion to Christianity, as detailed in my book, The Great Good Thing. And I'll be talking about why Christians should be involved in writing movies, like the movie I wrote, The Gosnell Movie. Called Conference is a worldview conference for Christian high schoolers. They want to challenge you to become the next generation of cultural leaders. So if you want to register, go to www.calledconference.ninja. I hope to see you there. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Thanks, Dan. So good. Appreciate that. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast <laughs> this is Network. This rodeo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Yee-haw. I'm at. Oh, no, don't stop. We have, we have guests, Dan. Hey, okay. On With us on this segment, we have Tim Mahoney. He wrote and directed and produced Patterns of Evidence, mm. The Exodus, his first feature-length documentary film, which is been an investigation that has lasted 12 years. Whoa, whoa. Um, he, he also authored a new book by the same title, so you can get a book version of it. Uh, he's got 25 years of experience in media production. Mahoney created Thinking Man Films, a production distribution company that explores the world we live in and encourages people to question what they've been told about culture and science and history mm-hmm. and religion. So, Tim, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. It's great to be on your show, guys. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. So, Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, why this? Why this film? What are you hoping actually, to actually, accomplish? It's not, not The Exodus. We're interviewing him on... Um, oh, the book... The, the Moses stuff. The Moses. Okay, Do we so, need to restart this? No, no. He can go from right there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> why this? Well, you asked a good question because I started with The Exodus first. Uh, and then the next film was the Moses controversy, and some people would say, "Well, why did you start here? Why did you take 12 years to investigate it?" And um, to, to to be to answer the question is that the Exodus story 
is really foundational, and it's referred to throughout all the other books of the Bible. Almost all the other books of the Bible go back to the writings of Moses. Right. Mm. Even Jesus said it talked about Moses and, and the writings of Moses. Wasn't wasn't Deuteronomy one of Jesus' favorite books? And, 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 and how much it was quoted? I don't know. I have I actually haven't uh, figured out which is his favorite book yet. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying in terms uh, of how was, much it was quoted. Yeah. Yeah. You get to heaven, Christ. you get to ask him that question. Is that your favorite book? Yeah. Hey Tim, you know, as a as a fellow filmmaker, um, I just noticed something here. You can just share the secret me secret with me. I want to know how you got funding for a 12 year investigation. <laughs> I'm, I, I guess I'm a good salesman. Oh. You need to teach me some of those knock, tricks. Knock saying a good salesman, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that means. So I actually well, want to... Go ahead. Let me, ask you, uh, let me answer this. Uh, that very good question, because uh, it is not... I, I, I half kidding. I am. I think I am probably good at selling it, but if, you, if there is something that you're supposed to do, uh, and... Um, I'll tell you, I was the president of the Christian Film Association, and the first year I was like praying, well, what do I tell people? And, huh. and you know, like, what's the theme? And the theme I felt after praying was prepare the way of the Lord. Hmm. And so you th- and this is this is good for everybody to think about. So you go, okay, I get that, because that's, a, you know, we understand we're preparing the way of the Lord. I will be done, thy kingdom come, right, guys? Yeah. So all the work that we do, all the things we're supposed to be doing, we're preparing uh, for the kingdom of God to come. But what I heard then was you do it backwards. You have to know as what you're doing, is it of the Lord? What is the way? And am I prepared? And so you asked me, well, how did you get it funded? Well, if you're working on something that's of the Lord, what will happen is that other people will sense that and they will join you in the calling. Mm. And that's what happened is that people said, hey, what you're doing, I think I should be helping you with. And how can I help you? And and then you have to figure out the way, you know, are they investing? Are they donating? Are they, mm-hmm. you know, on the crew? You know, all the those kinds of things. Yep. And then the final thing was prepared. And I think that was the hardest thing for me was I go, well, does that mean like Rocky where you're doing push-ups and you're doing all these kinds of things? You know, like, you you know, yeah, there's some kind of preparation, but you yeah. have to be prepared to give back to the Lord the thing he called you to do yeah. in the most difficult times. That's really good. So those are the... Uh, that's that's really good because I was about to start selling fifty thousand dollar handkerchiefs real quick to find my <laughs> next film. So that, that's very helpful. Thank you. So so the Moses controversy. What were some of the artifacts and historical patterns of evidence you found compelling regarding Moses writing the first five books? Well, you know uh, that was a challenge at first until I heard about the fact that people were criticizing the fact that Moses even what existed and that he had the ability to write. And they were saying, this goes back for over a hundred years now where people are saying that Moses didn't write the first books of the Bible, that they were actually uh, written by many other people uh, over, over the centuries, you know, maybe hundreds of years later. And so we started to hear about this new uh, uh, evidence for the earliest form of, of the alphabet. And it shows up exactly at the time earlier than what most people think, but at the time when our first film showed that the Israelites lived in Egypt. And this alphabet is, uh, it's someone took Egyptian hieroglyphs and modified them and uh, turned them into a phonetic uh, form of writing. And that basically was what uh, this next film was, the Moses controversy was. The controversy is he didn't write it. We, you know, that if he didn't write it, then even the words of Jesus, when Jesus says, we're just looking here, he says, um, for if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. Yeah. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So some of you say, well, what difference does it make whether Moses wrote? <laughs> you start to realize, well, if Jesus believed he wrote, and if people are saying he didn't, then mm-hmm. you can see how that attacks the entire um credibility of the scriptures all the way through yeah, so p- push this into the corner a little bit a lot of christians are not very worried about the old testament uh, they're they're right. new testament christians right Gideon folk right and even red letter so christians so push this into the corners tim um who cares whether the books of moses are true or accurate or not aren't we just jesus christians yes exactly that's where i that's what i started to realize too and what what matters is just what i told you if moses didn't exist then the words of Jesus are not credible. Yeah. 
because Jesus believed Moses existed. Right. And a number of things that come through the Old Testament, the whole idea, uh, the Old Testament is, uh, the New Testament is mirroring the Old Testament. And once you have a deeper understanding of this legal agreement, the Bible that I've come to realize is like a legal agreement. That's why you have all these names yeah. in there. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. It's called the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Right. right? Uh, and so what ends up happening is that if you don't think that it matters that the Old Testament happened and you start chipping away at that, exactly the people that are attacking the Bible then start to attack, when I say the Bible, meaning the Old, the Old Testament, then they turn right to the New Testament, right? and then they start attacking that with things like the Da Vinci Code and all sorts of other kinds right. of ideas. Right. That's just the beginning of, of the attack. So, Well, this has been going on in the church for I mean, centuries for, you know, doubting the six day creation accounts of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, you know, how do you, if you don't believe in the six day creation account of Genesis, then how do you believe in the three day resurrection account of Christ? You know, it's, yeah, it's all connected. The authority of scriptures yeah, is yeah, all, it's connected. all connected. Yeah, it's, right. you, pu- you start pulling a thread out and the whole thing comes, uh, un- undone, un- unwinds. Yeah. 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 So how does your work support the trustworthiness or the helpfulness, particularly of the law of Moses. I mean, that that's a significant part of the five books of Moses. Um, we live in a culture that doesn't know heads or tails about God's law. Yeah. Um, we don't, you know, or a man or a woman. <laughs> yeah. What, what is a man? What is a woman? What yeah. is justice? What is social justice? How does your work support um, the helpfulness of the Mosaic law? What's com- I'm coming to that in the future films. So I've laid out about 50 hours of investigative filmmaking. Mm. And so far, I've got four done. I've got four more that we're working on this year. We're heading towards the next films uh, are going to the Red Sea Miracle, Are Miracles Possible? We look at the route uh, of the Exodus, and we look at the different suggestions and the routes, and we're going to look for chariot wheels. We're going to look for all those things you've heard about because we've been filming that for 18 years. And then we're going to take the journey to Mount Sinai. So we're building this uh, foundational case where you're going to start seeing patterns, patterns of evidence. And what has worked really well in that approach is that it's a scientific approach. So if you, some people just find one thing and they build a whole narrative around it. But if you can find one, two, three, four, five things in in the right sequence, it's much stronger to build a case on that. So uh, the next question of the law is really going to be, because it's tremendous, by the way, what you're talking about. And I know that we're going to talk a little bit about the Moses controversy, because God told Moses certain things about creation, correct? Right. Uh, That we were created male and female. Yeah. That that, uh, we were to be fruitful and multiply. You know, I mean, yep. there are certain commands that were there, and uh, and the law was given. All these things are we're going to be leading up to that, but these first films had to deal with the credibility that was being attacked earlier, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why we did the Exodus and the conquest. Then we did move towards the writing of Moses, and I'll tell you that, like you said, the Moses controversy is exactly what we're faced with right now. Yeah, the questions of 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 questions of gender, male and female, right, right. Yep. Uh, or other things, uh, the questions of of marriage, uh, the questions of justice and mm-hmm. you know, the law. And yeah. where does the law come from? Does it come from man or does it come from God? Yeah, that's really good. Because- you know, so that's what we're heading towards. And we're in the middle of a huge Moses controversy, and nobody really sees it yeah. that way yet. But <laughs> that's I'm good. telling you that, that, that that's what the Moses controversy is. The culture issues that we're faced with right now that's really good because the church and in, in the modern church by de facto doesn't believe in the first five books at some level that's yeah. right they, no, absolutely right we don't believe in how god's law shakes out yeah, in our so modern this is, culture as, this is as much for christians as it is for yeah. non-christians yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so how how is this touching down so you're, you're setting this up how is this going to touch down so maybe you can speak to from your filmmaking what you've uh, researched just to the gender issue and maybe to the reparations issues that's going on and shoot, why not? Just, just hit all of them. (laughs) Just give us a sample. I, you know, I haven't, I'll be honest with you. I've dealt with the Exodus and the conquest more so the Exodus for 18, for 12 years. And then I moved into, uh, the writing thing in the last uh, year and a half, the issues of let's say civil rights. Yeah. 
And if you look at Martin Luther King Jr., yeah. um, he was quoting scripture often in his sermons. And if we think about uh, the issue of created in the image of God, and once again, there were so many people that were involved with Genesis, like Answers in Genesis and Creation International, yeah. lots of different groups that are dealing with that whole part of it. I ended up, I think, not being called into that because there was already a dozen different ministries and different groups and filmmakers that were working in that category. Somehow I moved into Exodus and what was happening there. But who wrote the book of Genesis is Moses. And what he wrote was that we were created male and female. Uh, that's what the Bible is saying. And what I look at is I, I say I'm an investigative filmmaker who was raised as a Christian. And now I want to know what's the truth, you know, because the world is telling me one thing. The Bible's telling me another. So as I'm investigating this, I look for patterns that confirm and affirm. Uh, I'm taking a risk, you know, can I find a reason for these things? Can I find evidence for that? And the films have been affirming the stories of the Bible. That's what the first two films have done. And so if I speak to, because I know you guys are dealing with lots of political issues, uh, you raise Moses up and you got all sorts of, this is where it all begins. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. the writings of Moses, right? Yeah. And, and so I, I would go back to, you know, the Bible says they're created male and female, and we are only one race. We are the human race. It's not like there's different, you know, because we kind of have these this terminology and what we call things and certain things. We're different kinds, but we're all the same race, is from what I've heard from the interviews that I've done. Yeah, yeah. And, and you I sounded think, like a Presbyterian to me. I think you're some charismatic there. I'm just a little bit, but I, but I think you, I mean, I don't think we can undersell this at all. I mean, the, the, the this is this is huge. Yeah. Um, if, if creation isn't true, if Genesis one and two, I mean, that's the, the get go of all this mm-hmm. is not true. Then it really is all up for grabs. Yeah. Um, if we evolved yeah. randomly mute, I mean, the, there is inherent racism in, in Darwinian in, in evolution. Darwin. Yeah, that's right. You, you can't, yeah. you can't say we evolved and then say, and now you have to affirm everybody's inherent dignity. Where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> You just you just made that up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, it, it, this is why I call it thinking man films. Mm. Uh, you get it because if yeah. you start to think about it, and what I have learned is that a number of the scholars, a lot of scholars, have created something that doesn't have much of a foundation, but it's beautiful when you look at it. Uh, but if you go down and you go down to the second level, we started to realize when we did these interviews that you ask the first question and they have a pat answer. You ask the second question that goes deeper and it gets a little bit longer. Sometimes you ask the third and fourth question. Now you're really into something. Yeah. Because those answers, I've actually had some people say, well, I don't know much more about that Mm. or I can't answer it. You're going to have to talk to so-and-so. You started to realize that, uh, that, the the guy behind the curtain uh, has created something that looks good, and a lot of people haven't dealt with the things that they haven't dealt with. But as you start to shine a light on, well, why? How does this work? Like you were just saying, how do you have, you know, human rights? Where do they come from? If it's evolutionary, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey Tim, what is your website, and how can we check out your film? Uh, PatternsofEvidence.com. PatternsofEvidence.com. And this uh, is, is where it is, and the two films are there. And uh, we've got, uh, we actually have a weekly email that goes out called Thinker Updates, where we're, we're um, uh, I have a weave where we're basically investigating patterns of evidence, which I love. It's the scientific approach, right? Yeah. And uh, to, to investigate the Bible. And uh, sometimes you can say, well, why would you do that? Why don't you just believe it? Because, you know, some people have, have said, I just believe it because it's true. <laughs> and I grew up that way. I understand that. Uh, but there's a lot of people who don't. Uh, and when people say, well, just because you believe it, it's not true, by the way. They're going to tell you that. You say, oh, yeah? Well, why do you say that? Explain to me why you can say it's not true. And they explain it. And I go, yeah, but you haven't answered these questions. In fact, how do you explain all this evidence over here? And they basically, as I told you, that's when they start to ignore the evidence. Uh-huh. And I have, I have archaeologists that have told me, Oh, we find evidence for the Bible all the time. 
And you know what we say to each other? Oh, yeah, that's that's the Bible. That's the Bible. But we can't talk about that because oh, wow. if we do, we'll get fired. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you know what? They're probably right. <laughs> Tim Mahoney, PatternsForEvidence.com. Check him out. And while we go to break, Tim, could you give me some of those investors' names so I can get an 18-year budget? <laughs> I need one of those things. We'll talk about that when we get offline. More cross-politic when we come back. I'll keep your secrets, Tim. At Logos Online School, we believe learning should be accessible. Homeschooling shouldn't stop you from staying connected. Enjoy classmates from across the United States and the whole world, coming at you four days a week and 32 weeks a year. We believe learning should be engaging, a group of like-minded students who love God and their classmates. Learning should also be customized, with more than 50 different classes offered throughout the day. Take one class or join us full-time. We believe learning should be inspired. Our knowledgeable instructors enthusiastically engage the students. The goal? Hearts that love learning. Lastly, learning should be affordable. Committed to making Christian education reasonable for all families. From $620 per class for an entire year to $2,232 per year for full-time students. The best option on the market. Join us at Logos Online School. you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. They want to keep the government out of our bedrooms. What are they talking about? I built my house, which means I built my own bedroom. The government told me how far apart the studs had to be in my bedroom wall. They dictated how thick the sheetrock had to be. They mandated how far apart the sheetrock screws had to be. They had policies on the configuration of, the, of those sheetrock screws. They have laws on the size of the windows and what kind of glass I can have in them. And there are stern legal warnings on the mattress tags. What do you mean you want to keep the government out of our bedrooms? The president is probably contemplating right this minute the establishment of a bedroom czar. To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Kind of sticks in your teeth, don't it? A whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. Castro Burrito no 2020. Tell us no, or where to go. Stop it. Oh, man. Stop. Toby, bring it in quick. Sharon, Sharon, where are you? Save us. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you to our club members making this Possible, yes. I think making cross politic great. Making Again. cross politic. Thank. Welcome to the third segment. This is Castro Burrito 2020. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's a revolution. That. 2020. Castro Absolutely. Salad 2020. That's right. Um, and the jostling has already begun with Andy mm-hmm. McKean. I was longest serving Republican switches parties. Trans politician. He's a. Tra- he's a. Yeah. He's a tranny Democrat now. Yeah. He. Well, well, huh? No, you know, it, maybe he always I, was a Democrat. How does that, he was, I know, he was seriously. A, I, well, what's he was wrong a cross-dressing yeah. Democrat. <laughs> he was a cross-dressing Republican. Yeah. I don't, I don't, How does that? I, I'm I so confused. Well, and, and did you guys see this week, Joe Biden? Yep. He he's official for president. He's officially Cast, he's official. Castro okay. Gumbo. And, and and he released his campaign video. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? Uh, you know, Biden is 76 years old. That's true. He, he's 76 years old. And the Democratic Party is old, not, too. He might not remember everything. Sleepy Joe? Yeah. So so we, we had to do a little research for Joe oh, yeah. to make sure... What he was referencing for Trump yeah. was accurate. Very, he, he falls asleep a yeah, lot. Yeah, right. He, he, yeah, here sleepy. we go. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group. Excuse me. Excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis 
and white nationalists. Okay. Uh, so. Oh. Yep. Oh, Joe. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, huh? Uh, he, well, it was a long clip, and Joe probably fell asleep through the uh, first half. He it, was watching, and then yeah, I mean, he just fell asleep, <laughs> and he said, and that was it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because the second half would sound like that Trump really didn't say what but Joe's is, trying to make him say. Yeah, but this is the thing in, in the Castro burrito Hunger Games. Yeah, this is what you're gonna get. This is yeah. what. And the thing is, you guys, <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm gonna do that again. We're the gonna, Castro burrito Hunger Games. <laughs> you you have to fight. I mean, like this survival. Yeah. Like this is like. Yeah. What's that? What's that show called? Hunger Games. No, no, the other, Survivor. <laughs> Survivor. Survivor. Ah. It's like it's like, based off Darwin. How how many people are on the island? I don't know. How many people? I, I was, are, like I'm, I'm a Christian. Or like I that. pray when Survivor comes on and read my Bible. No, yeah. I'm talking about the Democratic race for president. Yeah, like I said, I pray and read my Bible. With the 2020 that's coming up, it's sort of like also yeah. like what's the Chef show? You know, like where you like if you don't chopped. Chopped. Uh, it's like yeah. chopped. I watched that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I thought you prayed. After I get done. It's like chopped meets survivor Fight meets Hunger feast. Games. Yeah. And they're all trying to make Man. a communist burrito. And, and it don't <laughs> look like it's going to taste good. It, but, I ain't, but I ain't here's tried the thing. it. Here's the thing. You got to go. We're going to relate. We're going to send out a link to that interview with Trump. Okay. That'll okay. come out in our email list. Sign up for our email list if you guys want to be on it. Um, because you got to listen to that whole no, the yeah. whole interview, the whole thing. Oh, Trump he was, was a boss. He was owning it. Yeah, yeah. and he, and, yeah. and even in the in the in the video, Biden's video, he's you know all the sweet talk about Charlottesville and Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trump's like, and are you gonna take down the statues of Jefferson? Right. Yeah. Right. He's, he owns slaves. Hey, he asked, he asked the reporters. Too. He said, "Do you like Jefferson?" And the reporters like, "Yeah." Yeah. He's like, "He is a slave owner. <laughs> he's a slave owner." Yeah, all right. So you guys might be thinking that we're just a little extreme in labeling this Castro Burrito 2020. Have we got a name yet on? on Pinko burrito. Pinko burrito. You guys might think we're pushing it. Tommy burrito. Uh, Bernie Sanders doesn't. But I remember, for some reason or other, being very excited when, when Fidel Castro made the revolution in Cuba. I was a kid and I remember reading that. And it was just seemed right and appropriate that poor people were rising up against rather ugly rich people. And I remember, again, very distinctly, a very distinct feeling. I was watching the debates. You remember the famous Nixon-Kennedy debates? That was the first time the presidential <coughs> camp candidates actually debated. And I was becoming increasingly interested in politics, didn't know much, but was interested. I remember sitting in the student lounge at our dormitory watching the debate. And at that time, well, we can talk about Cuba now, I was very excited and impressed by the, the Cuban Revolution. He said that twice. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh so my. Castro burrito 2020 is real. Oh, it's real. Uh, how did that? How does? How many people from America are trying to run over to? Um, right, getting in uh, boats. I'm just trying to say getting, they're making. They're making them. They are making makeshift boats how from that Cuba. Work out for you to yeah. Florida. Yeah, there's. This is we the got, guy. We this, got club members who support us and who hate this. I, I got. I got to pull a Black Panther moment right now and say, Democrats, <laughs> this y'all king. <laughs> this y'all king this is supposed to protect you is he leading in the polls yes he is he's currently number one in the polls wow. now now that biden's entered the race you know you we'll, gotta we'll be kidding me yeah. see I, mm. yeah there's in 1987 credible estimates of castro's regime's death toll ran from anywhere from thirty five thousand to 141,000, mm-hmm. with you know a median of you know probably in the neighborhood of seventy three thousand cubans killed by Fidel Castro. You know, I was just thinking about this. So we have a Republican now that's going from Republican trans, whatever you want to call him. We need to send Trump some sort of thank you card. Oh, absolutely. Because what he's doing that's for us right. is marking out how, how who's really hiding in our party who's not with us. Yeah. Yep. This is one of those Gideon moments. He's taking people down to the to the yeah. river to drink water. And this is this is what <laughs> this is what good leaders do. That's right. Good leaders actually thin the ranks. Yep. And and scare off the fakers. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. just by nature of their leadership. Yeah. They yeah. aren't even they because, aren't even going because, out and doing because they're it. Yeah. a well defined leadership. Right. Yeah. They right. they say this is what I stand for, right. and and it actually makes a stronger coalition. That's right. right. Because you know what you're standing for, and, and well, even. Even in churches, I mean, people, you know, pastors who do this, um, oftentimes people are like, well, people are leaving. Yeah. And I don't, I don't often hear, but we ought to hear more of like, maybe that's a good thing. It is. Uh, you know, look, if I'm in the trenches and we are in the trenches, make no mistake about it. If I'm in the trenches right now, the last thing I need is somebody who's not going to hand me ammo. Yeah. You yeah. understand? Because yeah. the first place I'm pointing my gun. Right. Yeah. You got, you have <laughs> a democratic um, possible nominee for president. Mm-hmm. Openly praising, praising Fidel. Fidel Castro. Yeah. This is a Castro yeah. burrito. Well, in, in, and in Sanders' administration, Castro would probably be able to vote. 
You've said that you believe that people with felony records should be allowed to vote while in prison. Does this mean that you would support enfranchising people like the Boston Marathon bomber, a convicted terrorist and murderer? Do you think that those convicted of sexual assault should have the opportunity to vote for politicians who could have a direct impact on women's rights? Here is my view. If somebody commits a serious crime, sexual assault, murder, they're going to be punished. They may be in jail for 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, their whole lives. That's what happens when you commit a serious crime. But I think the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Yes, even for terrible people. Oh, so they, they, the marathon bomber can vote. Yeah. Under a Sanders administration. Now, here's the thing, you guys. We're, you know, sometimes you end up in debates and discussions because of your disobedience upstream. Come on now. Oh, we, man. we are having this debate and argument and discussion because we started disobeying God a long time ago preach, preach, when it came yeah. to criminal justice. Why, why are you playing right now? We That's rejected right. biblical criminal justice decades ago, and boy. now we find ourselves surprised with major problems to deal you with. You read my mind, boy. You right? Better, you better say that. Here's the thing. Humanism is always dehumanizing. Absolutely. Yeah. Humanism destroys people. And so in the name of humanity... We've locked up some 1.5 million people in U.S. prisons, Mm -hmm. treating them like animals. Right. Almost worse than animals because Peter wouldn't allow this. Right. (laughs) Peter wouldn't allow this. This is worse than animals. If only we could get them to think of people as animals. Yeah. Yeah, We'd be winning. Well, they do. They do. I mean, slavery is alive and well in America. Mm. Right. It's called the American prison system. Yep. In biblical criminal justice, sentencing is almost always restitution. We talked about this in the first segment. We sure did. Pay it back. Put back the damages. We wouldn't be talking about voting like this if we did it the biblical way. It's restitution, exile, or death penalty. Yeah. So then what's the need for all of our tax dollars to go to keep the prisons funded and and, and we wouldn't even need prisons. It it creates jobs, though. (laughs) It sure does. It sure does. And a mammoth tax burden because we have to pay for cable television for these people. now, Now, guess what? I rob you from your house. Yeah. And I take a bunch of goods. I get three years. And guess what? You get to pay for me to live there with meals three yeah. times a day. Exactly. You get cable get TV. Cable TV. Right, this get, is wicked. And then get, the education that you know, I want, too. You know you can get your master's in jail. I, I can, I can yeah. get a master's. Hey, you, you know education. what? We're going about this wrong. Forget paying for college. Just go rob somebody. Yeah, go get thrown we, in prison. You know, that's the, we're already paying for yeah. it. Universal yeah. college. What we see in biblical criminal justice is that anyone who does not deserve the death penalty is basically allowed to continue working, having a family, and being a productive member of society, yeah, right. even yeah. if they have debts to pay. That's right. And those debts to pay are not to society. Yeah, to the person who they offended. to the offended. person right. they wronged not, or harmed. Not to the FTC. Not to the FTC. Not not mm-hmm. to the police station. No. That's right. He's um, supposed to pay it back but to those they've this wronged. Is, this is because we have completely abolished biblical form of slavery. The biblical form of Uh-oh. slavery actually deals with this yeah. because now a person, one way or another, they're indebted to the person that they offended and, yes, they, right. have, and they need to pay it, that until back. Until that debt is paid. And if That's they right. can't pay that mm. back, how the Bible deals with it is they it's are to so be good. sold yeah. for the profits by which they can pay the yeah. means back. And, and they have to work it so, off. So, right. So, I don't want that person working in my house. I don't want them paying me back because they've already offended me. But right. you might have a field that right. doesn't have any sort of connection with you and yeah. you feel comfortable having to work on your field right. and you buy his time. Right. Now, what this does to the criminal is it allows him to say, okay, I want to pay this off faster. Right. I want to, he, it teaches him how to work hard. It gives him skills yeah. and allows him, like you said, to be an active part of society right. again. And but when you abolish, I'm sorry, but when you abolish no, right. slavery yeah. completely and you refuse to see how the Bible deals with this, then what you get is a worse form of slavery right. and the yeah. highest numbers that's we've right. ever had. Amen, that's, th- Knox. that's the thing. Yep. Is, so what the Bible teaches and recognizes is that slavery is actually in a fallen world inescapable. It, yeah. yeah. It's, it, yeah you right. will have people... Yeah. For various reasons, enslaved. That's right. The question is, is are we going to submit to God's word and his wisdom? Because God understands the nature of the world. He understands our fallen natures and he understands what it means to be human. That's right. Or are we going to rely on our own wisdom? But we people, when we reject God, Romans 1 says, we profess ourselves to be wise and And become become fools. fools. Come on now. And we destroy one another. We harm one another. And so I think you're absolutely well, right. Well, this is what the social justice warriors don't want to admit is that the Bible is a book about slavery and how to become a free slave. Yeah. Free from sin, free from chains, free from, free from death, death yeah. free from yeah. all of Every, it. All That's of exactly it. right. And so the, the yeah. logic of the gospel is towards freedom. 
But yeah. God is, but humanism is always trying to short circuit the gospel. Right. Humanism wants to save men want to save themselves. They want to be their own gods. Yeah. Yes, I right. mean, you know, this is, this is what, I mean, this is what abortion is all about. This That's is right. what all the trans stuff is all about. We want to rule our own destinies. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we take matters into our own hands. And yeah. if we can't see the way forward, we abort our babies. Well, and, and we don't oh. just want to rule our own destinies. We want to rule other people's destinies Inevitably. too. Inevitably. Inevitably. We, yeah, we want right. to be if, mastered. We want you to be slaves. You right? can't <laughs> claim to be God and then say, oh, but I'll stop here. No, we want to lord over everybody. Yeah. And, and right. this is why the Castro Brito 2020 is going to be insane this next oh, yeah. couple months, right. right? This is this is humanism. Rap, this is humanism and Darwinism yeah. and tyranny this, yeah. and malice. And Marxism. Wrapped in a big <laughs> I tortilla. Want, I don't want any yeah. of this gumbo. Democratic Party. 2020. So CNN is doing their little town hall thing with all the top five presidential candidates, Democratic the presidential top candidates. The top burrito makers. The top burrito makers. And and Mayor Pete, he had his chance on, on Pinko the town Pete. hall. Pete, yeah. Pinko Pete. Pinko Pete. Pinko Pete. <laughs> mm. We're going to oh, get some good. sort of trouble. For <laughs> I just know it. And, and he you know, was asked about you know his religion at, at the town hall. And he said, he said, God does not have a political party. Okay. Oh, man, it's so good. So good. So deep. God doesn't so have good. a political party. God doesn't have a political can, party. A bunch of Christians are excited about okay, that. Okay, we're on board there. And then he goes on to say, he says, it can be challenging to be a person of faith who's also part of the LGBTQ plus whatever community. And yet, to me, the core of my the core of my faith is regard for one another. Was he standing on a car he's, when he he's, said that? He's, he's not. A table? That's not he's in CNN. Doesn't he stand on things? Does no, no, no that's, on the, that's the other guy. That's oh. Beto. Oh, that's Beto. Beto. Oh, I that's, can't keep up with yeah, all these burrito Beto. makers. And then he goes on, he says, and part of God's love is experienced according to my faith tradition is in the way that we support one another, in particular, support the least among us. Now, that, that would include children, right? So he's talking about. Um, he's pa- obviously pro-life. He's, he's, right? I, I thought he was obviously hmm. a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, but I love Franklin Graham. Graham's response was great. He, yeah. nailed, he nailed it. He tweeted out in response to Pete, Mayor Pete, Pinko Pete, Pinko Pete, Pinko Pete, President. So this is Franklin Graham. He says presidential candidate and South Bend Mayor Pinko Pete is right. God doesn't have a political party, but God does have commandments, laws, and standards. Is it Moses wrote? He, yep, that's he, right. He, he gives us to live by. God doesn't change. His word is the same yesterday today and then he tweets out a follow-up tweet on this and says mayor pinko pete says he's a gay christian (laughs) as a christian i believe the bible which defines homosexuality as a sin and something to be repented of not something to be flaunted praised or politicized marriage between man and woman so franklin graham just brings it on pinko pete yeah um uh, okay we gotta go but so i just i just want to say this real quick um join the club Sign up. <laughs> yeah, all that. And 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 just just for the record, don't trust anybody who doesn't understand how human flourishing works. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. He, he he doesn't Well, this just this week I got blocked by Sister Theology. Go. My I, man. I think I'm excited. I think I got unblocked. But she retweeted Elizabeth Warren, another one of our burrito makers. Uh, yep. Am I gonna have to stop the music for Castro this Burrito? No, I'm just I'm okay. just saying. Okay. But Christians don't be duped. That's right. Because uh, she's Elizabeth Warren was talking about protecting black women and children. And I think <laughs> No, Chris, don't help us. But but, but yeah. she wants to solve it by the state. Yeah. And that's why this is a Castro Burrito moment brought to you by your friends at Cross Politic. Yeah. Give us a name. We need a name for this. <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Don't help us. We don't need your help.